Welcome to the Swordbreaker Podcast. Each week, I tackle a new theme. First, we'll see if any of my listeners have something to say from previous episodes. Then, I'll share some ideas about the main topic. After that, I'll give you my list of eight variations on the theme. Enjoy. Hey, Logan, Jason here. Just want to say I'm really enjoying your podcast as always. Great ideas. I'm looking forward to the next one. Take care. Thank you so much, Jason. I think I can say on behalf of just about all of the RPG anchorites that calls like that are meaningful and just a few seconds to give somebody a little boost, uh, it, it makes a difference. Ah, traps. I remember the creepy fun of looking through Grimtooth's traps and Traps 2 back in the day. There were some super elaborate death dealers in there. I remember playing with these newly minted dungeon masters who really, they just threw a few rooms and hallways together and then loaded them with crazy traps and tossed a few monsters in for good measure. It was nuts. Wait, we're in some unexplained complex so thoroughly trapped that the same hallway has a spike pit with darts to encourage falling and an acid trap with burning ropes to swing across, and you're telling me this is where lizard men are breeding? Who built this place? A great trap can freak out your players and give information about the setting that helps establish themes and offers hints to the players at the same time. What are some things we can do to help tie our traps to the setting? Let's look at motivation, materials, and methods. Traps set by cobbles are probably going to look a lot different from those left behind by an ancient sorcerer. Each setting might suggest certain attributes you'll find in the traps there, Let's start with the reason the traps are there at all. What was the motivation for setting the traps? Quick and dirty traps designed for high damage might be put in place for defense. Maybe you're in a royal escape tunnel and you have to look out for a false floor or murder holes designed to prevent pursuit. Maybe the treasure room is well guarded against thieves with traps meant not only to kill their victims but to make a display of them as well. What about those demon worshippers and evil wizards? They might be interested in traps that subdue their prey, but keep them alive for experiments and sacrificial rituals. Some traps might just be misunderstood machines or unintended catastrophes waiting to befall some culturally unprepared adventurer. What about materials? What materials are available? What materials are favored or even understood by the trappers? If you're in an abandoned dwarven city, the traps might include a lot of gears, chains, moving iron bars, or bridges that dump poor souls into the dark caverns below. If you're in a tunnel created by giant insects, the traps might just be places where the earth is weakened and collapses are likely. Your world's cobbleds might be really into dynamite. Walking into a fuzzfoot village might get you wrapped up in a net and beaten with small but painful sticks. Then, there are the methods favored by your trap makers. Are they into tripwires, pressure plates, puzzles, imperceptible gases or poisons? More importantly, are they the kind of devious thinker 
who would lull adventurers into a false confidence by presenting several traps with similar themes, then follow up with something completely different. Who built this place? Were they in a hurry, or did they have hundreds of years to get everything just right? Eight Variations on Traps Number 1. Past the Expiration Date Prince Alger has gone missing. That is, if you don't believe that the Blue Shambling Mound is all that's left of him. His secrets lie hidden in the laboratory under his ever-shifting fuzzy dunes of Gombu. His prized molds were fashioned to provide everything a person could want, including a safe haven from an intrusive outsider. Expect molds that explode, spray acid, stab into you, produce choking spores, and get into your gear, not to mention your skin. Number 2. Chim Chimney. The knocker pixies of Drent love a good cave-in. They've devised a mean little trick involving a specially rigged ladder. They'll get someone's attention and then climb a ladder straight up a three-story chimney. Someone trying to follow them may fail to notice the impressions in the stone next to the ladder, about halfway up. The knocker pixies know to skip a few rungs because pulling down on them will trigger a mountain of rock and dirt to fall down the shaft directly on top of the climber. Number 3. The Curse of Dead King Twiliad The old tales tell of a curse on the tomb of King Twiliad. Indeed, witnesses say that those attempting to rob the tomb have returned empty-handed, only to shrivel away before their very eyes. In truth, the rumors about the curse were invented by the king himself. As plunderers near the false burial chamber, they'll encounter a fairly simple pressure plate trap that launches a broad-headed spear at them. Chances are very good that the spear will only graze them, and they'll continue their adventure. That was by design. As potential treasure thieves exit the tomb, Sunlight will activate the highly specialized poison administered by the spear, and their bodies will slowly begin to twist and fall apart like so much paper in a roaring fire. It leaves an impression. Number 4. For Safe Keeping The Thieves' Guild in Grand Falls likes to play a little game with non-guild operators unfamiliar with the town. In one of the estates they've acquired, they have a special room made up to look like a smoking parlor complete with a painting with a hidden safe behind it. They'll hire the newcomer to steal the burning heart gemstone and then rush ahead to watch the fun. When the thief breaks into the safe and grabs the enormous gemstone, they will find it is stuck to the bottom of the safe and then discover they can't let go of it due to an incantation. Then the floor will drop out from under them, and they'll end up in a deep pool of water with a very heavy safe dragging them down. With any luck, the guild will have some interest in them, and they'll be fished out to begin negotiations from an embarrassing position. Number 5. It was useful once. Everyone calls it the Temple of the Moon because of the thirteen shafts of strange metal that protrude from its top. Most of the structure is buried, and getting in requires a person to shimmy down one of the passageways or dig to where there might be an ancient door. Once inside, it's a dazzling display of lost technology, but watch out. Once upon a time, it was probably obvious how to use all the strange machines in there. Now, touching anything can get you killed. 
Number six, the labyrinth of Windy Peak. It's still a mystery who built the labyrinth of Windy Peak. One thing's for sure: the place is meant to maim or kill all who enter. Every trap is self-resetting and built to last. Floors tilt, walls shift, clubs and ropes appear from hidden chambers to trip, push, or entangle. There is one clue that may be of help. There is always a small window near where their trap is hidden, as if someone wanted to observe the suffering. Unfortunately, that's not as much of a clue as you might think. The traps are well hidden and frequent. Number seven, child's play. The sorceress of the East Lake Thicket is only nine years old. She loves a good laugh. She is endlessly enchanting objects that people are likely to touch with spells of her own devising. Spells like tiny hands, drunk speech, walking backward, ugly, ugly nose. Everything causes tripping. Help, help! I think I'm in water and I can't swim. Let's all fall in love. Disappearing weapons. Everyone looks like monsters, and so many more. Number eight. When the traps come to you, the favored weapon of Drask the Assassin is the trap. He'll infiltrate the Mark's community, and then get to work rigging the things they use with poison needles, spring-loaded blades, invisible wires, and precariously placed jars of fire jelly. Thanks for listening. If you have any thoughts on this episode's topic, something from a past episode, or ideas for future themes, please send me a message through the Anchor app or a note to swordbreakerzine at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Call me or send me a message on anything at all. The crew at your table is making demands. They want adventure in fantasy lands. Wahoo, Swordbreaker! You need some options and you need them now. They're bored with the owlbears and sick of the drow. Wahoo, Swordbreaker! You're brilliant, it's true, but you know in the end... Even the finest can use a friend with random rambling and homebrewed lists. Listener content with awesome twists. Bounce, 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 swordbreaker.